Hi there, welcome back to our podcast. This is Nayantara here, and we are welcoming our very first guest, Belize Nishimwe. Belize Nishimwe is a 2019 Oregon Poetry Out Loud state champion, extremely passionate about social justice, international relations, and law. Belize is part of her school's mock trial team, student equity team, Black Student Union, and Unite Leadership Team. She serves as an event director for a youth-led nonprofit called Youth Ending Slavery. She does these activities to strengthen her abilities as a leader and as an activist, so in the near or far future, she can be a person who will defend and speak for those who are told they can't. And without any further ado, welcome Belize. Can you please tell us your story, starting with your earliest memory? Yeah, so my earliest memory was of my family first arriving to the U.S. Well, I was born in a Tanzanian refugee camp after the genocides of the Tutsi and the Hutu. And so because of that genocide, my parents fled from Burundi and ended up in Tanzania where they had me. And so my earliest memory was me arriving to the U.S. And at the airport, I took a pen from this one guy because I was so fascinated with it that it's probably one of my earliest memories. Can you describe why and how your family arrived to the U.S.? So my family was funded by many organizations, one in particular being Catholic Charities. And the Catholic Charities not only just funded us, but they gave us a community and they just became family to us. I just want to ask you now if you could go a little bit more in depth about your childhood and any experiences that have been meaningful to you. Maybe you can keep in mind a time when you felt particularly accepted in the community, encounter it with a time when you didn't feel accepted at all. Because moving to America was such a culture shock to my parents and to my siblings, it was hard to navigate what to do in the U.S., It was particularly hard in middle school because I was finally recognizing my ethnicity, my race, and learning more about my history because of my race. And so it was particularly hard because whenever I would talk about racism and slavery, I couldn't talk about it with my parents. And so I had to sort of figure out a lot of the questions myself. You mentioned how it's been difficult to acclimate to school because of not having parents to help out as much. How has that transferred on to your academic life? Yeah, that's a good question. So a lot of the schoolwork that I do have, I've learned to ask other people for help. It's been difficult because a lot of the times when I'm struggling with a math problem, with an English problem, I always know at the back of my head that if they only knew English, it would be easier. But then at the same time, I see how much they work so hard for me. So I regret having those thoughts. But I have found other people who have helped me, like Aaron Wisensey, who volunteered with Catholic Charities and decided to stay with my family to keep helping us out. And she has been a true blessing to us. And she is the reason that I'm able to speak English so well today. How has the English barrier worked out over the years for you, your family, your siblings? I think the English barrier hasn't really moved because my parents still don't know English and it's not like their English level has gotten better. My siblings have set up a system in which we take care of one another. So we help each other fill out forms. We transition between who translates, but 
I don't think the English barrier has gotten smaller. In fact, sometimes I think it's become a major issue as time goes on. What do you think matters to you the most currently from your past experiences? This is going to sound crazy, but I think all the struggles that I've went through have been very important for my upbringing. I think if I hadn't went through those struggles, I wouldn't be here today fighting for other immigrants and refugees' rights. And I think that's very important to recognize that in our struggles, we can find strength and that strength can go on to help other people. Can you describe some of these experiences you're talking about? So I remember in eighth grade, I was applying for high school. I was translating for my parents. I was filling out job applications for my parents. I was keeping up my grades. I had straight A's in middle school. So it was that struggle of everything just piling and piling on me. What really broke me down was seeing that I didn't have to go through it because I saw other kids not having to go through it. So I was telling myself, why am I going through this? Why do I have to fill out financial aid forms for my parents when I can just go out and play and be a normal kid? But I think that was a negative way of looking at it. And I could have looked at it way more positive as saying that now I know how to fill out application forms and financial aid forms. Did you ever feel bitter about not being able to do what other kids were doing and do you still feel bitter about it sometimes it would be a lie to say I don't I do sometimes feel like if I wasn't in this situation would I be happier but at the same time I also look at it from my parents point of view where they gave up their whole lives and they themselves didn't have a childhood with the genocides happening with a lot of war and tension happening in their communities it makes me think back on that bitterness and tell myself that they didn't have it and it made them stronger they had me so maybe I can do something with that as well how do you plan on using the strength that you've gained over the years this like empowering attitude all your experiences how will you use that in the future I've been dreaming ever since I got into high school I want to be a lawyer I'm hoping particularly in immigrant law to fight for people that often aren't fought for or even be a politician to make laws and legislation that get that attention to those communities that often are the ones being suffocated by the system that we have in place. If you could change anything right now to do with anything, what would you change? I think right now I would change what's happening at the border with the separation of families and it comes to me so quickly in my mind because I can just imagine myself like I imagine any kid can imagine themselves being a child and separated from their parents and not only that being forced into basically a cage into this prison every kid should have the right to a family so to separate them from that is just horrific if you had to say anything to your younger self what would you try and tell baby Belize. Oh, um, I mean, I am empowered today, but that doesn't mean I don't have those rocky days. But I would tell, well, I've been telling myself this since I was younger, like 10 more years, five more years, like a countdown every year. I just keep telling myself sooner or later, it'll get better. And 
those that sooner or later is for me college. So I really want to go to college. I envision myself in different locations and different occupations. And then I tell myself that could be you. And I strive to be that. I'm thinking about an ISU, an immigrant student union at my school. I just have a lot of plans. And in the summer, I plan to go to Cornell for a program called Telluride Sophomore Seminar, which educates youth about African-American issues. And I'll be going to Black Feminist Thought Seminar. So Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you. Well, Belize, thank you so much for sharing your story. And you're really source of empowerment and i see you making moves for your future so thank you keep doing that gonna hand it over to livia now so to finish off this podcast i want to ask a fun question if you could have any hashtag to describe you what hashtag would you use i would want the hashtag hashtag woke yeah i would want that hashtag not just because I feel like I'm woke, but I constantly try to educate myself. I get books about a lot of movements that have happened in history and about everything that I don't know. So it just tells me to stay woke and it tells others I'm woke. So as Belize says, remember to hashtag stay woke. Thanks to our viewers, supporters of Year, and everyone who helped us create episode two of Speak Up, Speak Out. Special thanks to Belize Nishimwe and Wilson Fidiner. This podcast is made possible by a grant written and received by Nayantara Aurora from the Stevens Initiative through World Learning. Thanks to all the year members who helped with this podcast. Kylie Hurst, Olivia Cull, Nayantara Aurora, Shimon Dasgupta, Maisha Hoke. This episode was edited by Olivia Cull. See you next time.